Welcome everyone. This is the DFS bum. All right, guys, let's get into Thursday night's game here. We have the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe a little bit of an underwhelming matchup. We started off the year with uh, a little bit poor matchups, and then uh, we'd had some nice ones on these showdown slates, and then now it's a little bit, in my opinion, a little bit blah. But uh, anyhow, there's a lot of money on the line, and that's really all that matters, right, at the end of the day. So let's get into it here. If you've not yet subscribed to the channel, please do so. I uh, would love for that to happen. So uh, all right, guys, let's uh, talk about the quarterbacks first. So we have Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones. Wentz, this this year, eh, you know, so far, has just been, I don't know, I guess he's been relatively average. Last five games, he's had 29 points. That, pretty good game there, but 29, 19, 22, 24, and 14. For the year, been averaging 20 points. Defensive matchup. New York's actually pretty good as a, well, I guess they're middle of the road. 15th overall. They've had some pretty, their, their defense has had some pretty decent uh, outings so far this year. Though that won't come into play on FanDuel. Could potentially come into play on DraftKings. And then, in particular, the defense has been really good against, uh, so backing up overall, the defense is 15th in the league. So basically middle of the road, but when quarterbacks, they're 7th. So a little bit tougher matchup for him there. Price tag, 15500 on FanDuel. He's 1700 less. Um, sure, he could be in that MVP spot on FanDuel. Um, DraftKings, maybe not as excited there. Probably more target uh, skill position player than than these quarterbacks, other than maybe Jones, um, if you were going to go on DraftKings with it. Uh, on a DraftKings uh, thought, too, with their lineups, I had read somewhere where 28% of the time the winning lineups have both the quarterbacks in there. So something to think of, not necessarily the MVP spots there. Um, but with him, I'm sure I'll have him in as MVP spots, but like I say, just given the matchup, um, I don't know. I, I just see this being a kind of a tricky slate just because like we don't really have any clear cut studs basically. And, uh, the guys that are closest to that are happen to be out. And we'll talk about that in a second here. Now with Jones, he has, uh, he's 14,500. So he's a thousand less than Wentz and his matchup is much, much better here. Eagles overall defense is ranked 20th, and then against opposing quarterbacks, they're 19th. He, though, has only been averaging, um, I'll back up with it, with uh, Wentz have been averaging almost 21 points for the year. Now, Jones, basically 12 points for the year. He's projected out maybe about 17. Wentz, maybe about 19. Uh, going back the last five games with Jones, 15, 8, 11, 9, and 9. So could this be the one game where, you know, like I mentioned with DraftKings, this might be that uh, you know that seventy-two percent of the time that they're not that 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 that, that doesn't happen. Particularly that we have such two poor two poor quarterbacks. Whereas if you look back, like say on Monday uh, night, like let's say with the uh, the game with uh, Mahomes and Allen at Buffalo, um, you know something like that would make sense to have both those guys in a lineup potentially. But here, I don't know if I'll really probably do that, just given their price tag and how expensive they are. And neither one of them is really like like superstar type quarterbacks. So all right, let's go and take a look at who they're going to be throwing throwing to. And I usually just start off with the tight ends here, just because it's a little bit short, uh, shorter conversation before we get to the wide receivers. Um, now speaking of tight ends, we got Evan Ingram, who overall very talented guy. If he had a little bit better quarterback, you could see the guy probably being a Pro Bowl type of player. 
really had a great uh, was it his rookie year a couple years ago. So far this year, points have been four nine seven four and ten. You figure he might have something in him um, as far as I mean I guess he's good as any of, of the of the pass catching options for the Giants. Um, ten thousand on Fanduel. He is coming in at ninety five hundred on DraftKings, so I feel he's a little bit pricey on DraftKings. Matchup for him against uh, opposing defenses, though, with Philly, they are horrible with tight ends. They're ranked 29th. So I'm, I'm definitely liking his potential. His targets for the year have been averaging almost six. He's on the field for 87% of the snaps. His usage or touch rate when he's in there is 11%. So overall, there's some things. He just really hasn't had the production to show it. Now, the last couple of weeks, his targets were down three and two. Um Two games ago, he did a little jet sweep type thing. I think he might actually got a rushing touchdown on that play. Carried the ball two times then. But, uh, yeah, his targets have been down. Going back three weeks, he, has, he had 10 targets there. But he's obviously is a guy there. Um, he's going to have to throw the ball to somebody. And uh, when you get to the receivers, Slayton is a little bit banged up. So, so, again, like I say, I feel he is good as any option. Now, coming in here, we really have a quick fall off. Zach Ertz is out for probably about a month or so, it looks like. Dallas Godart with the Eagles had also is also out. He's on the IR. So that really they right now it looks like they have Richard Rogers. If you guys remember him, he used to play for the Packers. He's okay. Um he's only sixty five hundred. So from that standpoint, you like that. And and I guess I guess Godart's been hurt. Like he got probably what hurt like the first couple games into the season. But even when Ertz was around, Rodgers was still on the field for twenty eight percent of the snaps. Usage rate was eight percent when he was out there. Targets last game three, one and four. I guess going back three games. His points for the year, their last five games, five two five and three, and then zero. So that zero game, I'm sure Godart was still playing. Um, so, hey, you know, I'm not, certainly not mentioning him to be like an MVP or anything. Even like Angram, I would probably be hard-pressed to do that. Um, though that would make you contrarian, and it's not completely out of the question, given his level of talent. Um, but Rodgers, with that price tag, um, it's going to certainly allow you to buy up whatever. And then there's not a whole lot to buy up for, um, ironically, or unfortunately. Or or maybe it's a good thing, potentially, depending on... Uh, on how you play these slates. So I, I don't see there probably being a, as potential for a bigger, big ties as there usually might be just because there's so much uh, parity, I feel, in really almost all positions for the most part. Um, and then coming in where they have uh, maybe, uh, I think, uh, they I read one article and mentioned Kroom. He's not even on here as being the backup. Let's just see. Because I, I talk about it and it happens all the time that usually you'll see the second or maybe third string tight ends get get a uh get a touchdown in so uh this Caden Smith with New York he's coming in at 5,500 he's on the field for 41 percent of the snaps anyway he's out there eight percent usage rate uh but he's only been averaging about two targets and two points for the year so that's one thing with some of these guys with Rodgers probably more stepping into that role um I don't know how much it may really make sense chasing down some of the other cheap options because I feel like you've got a pretty good one in Rodgers there uh, Tolio here, he is uh, also with the Giants. He's out there 20% of the snaps. He's one of the better run-blocking uh, tight ends in the league, but his usage rate is only 1%, so it's pretty much non-existent. Um, and, yeah, this is uh, – Kroom is not on here, but that might be another guy potentially that's backing up uh, Rodgers. But, again, 
I feel like Rodgers, that's a pretty darn good uh, low option for a price tag like that because I wouldn't be surprised now if he's out there for, you know, maybe like, say, instead of like a third of the snaps, maybe he's out there for like, say, two-thirds of the snaps or something like that. Okay, let's go out there and look to the wide receivers. And I had mentioned Darius Slayton is a little bit banged up. He's been limited in uh, – and any like, and I guess they in a walkthrough, which is kind of weird. Um, you would think that they do would probably be able to walk, um, even though I know I'm being somewhat joking uh, on that. But um, if he were to play for the year, he's been averaging eleven and a half points. Price tag's twelve thousand five hundred on Fanduel. He is twelve thousand a hundred on DraftKings. He's a guy I threw in, uh, mostly I do more of my lineups on FanDuel, but I threw him into a lineup on DraftKings at the MVP spot. He's been a little bit quiet, I feel, and I feel that he's kind of due for a bigger game. Well, actually, I guess he's done pretty well. 11, 17, 6, 5, 5, and 5. So I guess really more of the last couple games have been his better games. Um, him, matchup-wise, with Philly, they're 23rd against opposing receivers. So we like that. And really in the receivers in general, uh, 23rd, and then on the other side of the ball with New York, they're 22nd. So that's probably one thing that their defense does maybe struggle with a little bit would be the receiver. So I could probably see somebody out of this receiving cores maybe being that MVP. So with Slayton, uh, let's just see if there's anything else with him. Uh, yeah, out there 91% of the snaps and usage rate is 13%. If you're curious, I'm using uh, working off a of draft dashboard right here. If you ever want to try it out in my video notes or the show notes, there's a link there. You can just try it out for a buck for a month. And uh, I think it's just a great research tool because it's got so much information at your fingertips and you can sort it and just real easy to work with. So Slayton is the guy there, if you were to play, that I like his potential. And then uh, let's just talk about the, the other guys on New York and then we'll, we'll just kind of talk about the guys on Philly as a group as well. So we have Golden Tate this year little bit underwhelming starting to get a little bit older so you know i just even wonder how much he has left in the tank um i've seen him for years i'm a i'm born and raised in michigan so i'm a lions fan so he's obviously throughout his career is a talented guy but this year he's only had an averaging about five points targets have been about four points almost five five targets there matchup wise we like but he's only been averaging for the year uh like i say five points uh He's out there about two-thirds of the snap, 68% of the time. His usage rate is 11%. 8,000 on FanDuel. He's 1,200 less on DraftKings. So, eh, I don't know. Uh, certainly not an MVP candidate, but could he go out there and get you a touchdown? Hell yeah. I mean, like I say, that's what's kind of interesting about it. It's not like where, where uh, like the other night, um, when you just got like a lot of the superstars in there, you obviously know who to build like your lineups around and here. There's just really nobody, in my mind, that really sticks out on either team. Um, I'll talk about it later, but uh, Sanders, the, the the running back for the Eagles, is also out, it looks like. Um, so, And, of course, Saquon Barkley is out as well. So some of the guys that we usually maybe hang our hats on to build these lineups just aren't playing. Um, so, all right, let's look at some other guys here with the Giants that might be uh, relevant. Um so we have this Austin Mack here. Yeah, I mean, and it kind of comes back to, too, uh, speaking of guys being hurt, um, 
with the Giants, uh, like Sterling Shepard's also on the IR. That's another good receiving option that they have. This Austin Mack looked like he's just been kind of playing more out of necessity just because there's nobody else uh, available to play. Now, it says his snaps are 100%, but that is probably literally just for one game, I would imagine. Um, so don't maybe read a whole lot into that. He was only targeted once. Um, but yeah, there's just there's really not a whole lot to, to work with there. So all right, now let's jump onto the other side of the ball. So Travis Fulgham, um, hmm, interesting guy here. He's coming in at 12,000 on FanDuel, 11,500 on DraftKings. And now we're talking about the Philly guys here. So this was a guy, speaking of the Lions, he had been drafted by the Lions in the fifth round a few years ago. Um, Lions have got a pretty decent receiving core this year, so he was a guy that got caught. Eagles go ahead and pick him up. And uh, really was not more, you probably just don't really, he just really hasn't done anything, like with Detroit and with the Eagles. And then all of a sudden we go back here. Um yeah, the first the first two games, I don't think he even played. And then they had all the injuries had piled up. And so now he's out on the field. So it goes back three games ago. He gets three targets, and he gets 13 points out of it. So you're like, oh, okay. You know, that can happen anytime, right? Probably a big touchdown play or something like that. And then we go in there. Uh, the following week, he has 13 targets, 26 points. That's where I think he had two or three touchdowns that game. Just something insane. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'm just like, yeah, there's no way he'll probably do good again. And then... Last week, he had 10 targets and 17 points again. So, yeah, since he's come out and played, he's out there 100% of the snaps. Usage rate is 18% when he's out there. It looks like Deshaun Jackson is going to be playing again, but Alshon Jeffrey is is maybe, um, I don't know, just keep an eye out on him. He, he's, he's, he's still questionable, and I think it's kind of like undecided with him yet. So with Fulgham, uh, particularly if, if Jeffrey is out, I would say, yeah, I mean, he seems to be the hot guy. Uh, can he throw in another game like that? I, I don't know. Um, I think that's pretty hard to do. I think he's probably gearing to come back down to earth. I can see a lot of folks chasing those performances. And now that he's not, like, he's definitely on the radar screen where given that, like, like Ertz is out and especially if Jeffrey is out and Godard is out. Like, I mean, they're going to, I mean, he's got to basically kind of focus on and stop. So I don't know, like, whether he's going to carry that performance on again or not. I know not, I will definitely have him in some lineups. Um, will I throw him an MVP in some? I don't know. I might. It just kind of depends. But I just, I think if he were to have a big, ga a big uh, game, that at the end of the day, that means Wentz is probably also having a pretty big day. And if Wentz is spreading around, then that'll probably end up leading him, Wentz being in that MVP spot. So, so anyhow, um, but yeah, just a little interesting uh, how things have played out for him. So, you know, I assume he's been working hard and probably deserves it. Um, all right, Deshaun Jackson. This year, he had played the first two games. He had nine points and two. About six targets when he had been playing. Oh, excuse me, yeah, about six targets when he six uh, almost seven targets when he had had played, and of course he's duped. Like he can, I mean, with his speed, any given play he can bust out a big one. Only eight thousand dollars on Fanduel, sixteen hundred dollars less on DraftKings. So that's a guy there. Um, yeah, you could definitely see him doing well. 
those first couple games when he was playing, he was out on the field for 57% of those plays. And when he was out there, usage rate was 17%. So these are other things I like to use too. And basically when I build my lineups, that's kind of what I try to do is like, let me get um, between a combination of who's out in the field and the usage rate and like just try to pile as many of those guys as you can within your salary cap. I mean, it's somewhat common sense, but it's just a way, a way to kind of look at it, or maybe like with the targets and maybe not worrying about point projections, but like, all right, who's got collectively, how, what are the group of guys between like say targets or carries and usage rate? How many guys can I get on my one team? that are going to be touching the damn ball, you know? So with Greg Ward, another guy here, and he's been averaging about seven and a half points for the year, almost six targets, only 7,500 on FanDuel. He's 2,300 less on DraftKings. He's out there basically two-thirds of the time, 63% snap rate. Usage rate is 13%. So particularly if some of these other guys aren't playing, he's more of that third guy. Um, let's call him the slot guy, I guess, for lack of a better term. Sure, why not? Uh, last couple games here, he came out, gave you 5, 11, 6, 17, and 1. So you can see he's he's a little bit up and down, but he's got he's got the ability. If he gets gets you eleven or seventeen points, that's gonna probably be in that winning lineup uh, this game. Whoever gets over ten points uh, will be in the winning lineup. I'd almost probably guarantee. I just I don't think this is I don't know if he'll be the score on. It'll be kind of interesting. Um, I'll maybe go and have to check out the Vegas odds. Those usually seem to be good as anything when it looks at the the when we're looking at things like that as far as uh, their ability to predict. Okay, some other guys here with Philly, maybe Hightower. He's out on the field for 60% of the snaps, 8% usage rate, but his targets have only been about three a game and about three points. I don't know. You know, like I, like he's not a cash lineup guy. That's, uh, in my opinion, I want to have him, like, if you're just doing a handful of lineups. But GPP, I'm sure that he'll be in some of my lineups, particularly depending if, like, Jeffrey is not playing. If Jeffrey does play, then some of these other guys, they might kind of be filtered out other than Ward. I think Ward would be a guy, especially between the two. Um, you can see the usage rate. He's on there for a little bit more with Ward, but what, excuse me, the uh, the the snap rate is about the same, but then you see the usage rate. So Ward is more involved. He's only $500 more on FanDuel and DraftKings. He's only $300 more. So Chances are, you know, most of the lineups you could probably buy up to get Ward, and that would be my my thought on it. Uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside here. Uh, last year, when they had all those injuries with the receivers, he came in and, you know, gave you, I guess, I don't know, an effort. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Not mass production, but I guess some of these other guys have kind of outperformed him. Um, still, this, this time of the year, he's out there for 23% of the snaps, but only 5% usage rate, so... He's a guy that's definitely you, you start to fade out for sure. And then if if uh, like say if Jeffrey's to play, then um, I might even just completely him drop drop him out of my lineup for the most part. And then outside of that, um, yeah, I don't even think he's like between Mac and these other guys aren't really even talking worth probably talking about. Mac came in and played just basically one game last week, and uh, I don't think Watkins has even played. Or he hasn't scored a point yet. The same thing with uh, Butler there. So, so yeah. All right, let's go here. The running backs. And they have Sanders listed as being out right now. So, that brings us down here to Boston Scott. Um, and, wow, he's only 6,500 too. So, there's definitely between Rodgers and Scott. Um, yeah, I mean, th those right there. Uh are two that's going to be pretty rare where you'd see two guys that are going to be starting 
they're going to be that cheap that are probably going to be out there for 50 to 50 percent of the snaps to maybe two-thirds between them so uh projection wise it, it's hard to kind of say what it is but when the guy's played he's been able to put up some points for the years uh over the years um he is i guess projected to be about 11 or 12 points there so i guess we'll wait and see to, to see how that all pans out for for him um and then his backup Corey clement and jason huntley so far for the year, Clement's been out there 11% of the snaps, and the usage rate has been 27%. Whereas Huntley, uh, yeah, man, there's a lot of guys with Philly um, that have Detroit guys. Um, Huntley was drafted this year by the Lions in the fifth round, and the Lions have got a pretty big crowded backfield, and so he got caught and picked up off the waivers. And so he's more of that third down back. Um, when he played, they'd used him a little bit, so... Uh, only 2% of snaps, but he was out there used a third of the time. Not that that's really saying a whole lot because he hasn't really played that much, but it does seem like over the years that that Philly is more than willing to go with three backs. How much will you do with him, go with him? I don't know. I might not even really worry about it um, just because, like I mentioned, we've got Boston Scott is so cheap, and then I just think it's going to allow me to buy up on some other guys. And then Clement is, uh, I, if I had a ticket, they're the basically the same price of that five thousand. I like Clement over Huntley and would probably lean that way. So now getting back over to the other side of the ball, we have Devontae Freeman, and since he signed with them, I think you know he's done solid. He's out there almost eighty percent of the snaps. Usage rate is forty eight percent. He's coming to eleven thousand on FanDuel, uh, ten thousand a hundred on DraftKings. Been averaging about eight points for the year, two and a half targets or so. Since he's played, the points have been 6, 16, 9. And uh, they have 1 and 8, but I don't think he played those games. I think he's only played three games um, so far this year. So uh, one thing to talk about, too, I guess, is I didn't, I forgot to mention it, is individual matchup going back with Philly is New York. That's another thing, too. They're uh, against running backs. They're 22nd. So you probably like a guy like Boston Scott. Uh, his ability, whereas we go down to other side of the ball with uh, with the Giants guys, the Philly defense is uh, number twelve, so almost a top ten defense against the running backs from a fantasy standpoint. But um, I just like it with Freeman because again, he's going to be out there on the field and he's going to be involved in the offense. So that's why it's a guy that I could see him now. To, now enough to go to that MVP spot. Uh, I wouldn't really, other than that contrarian move. Um, I wouldn't. I personally not gonna don't see myself doing that, but I definitely see that guy being a guy that um, that could be like a core guy, having whoever you feel your MVP candidate's gonna be, and so Wentz, example, is probably good as anybody. Partnering him up with at least one of his pass catchers, and then having like Devontae Freeman in there, and then those last two spots, like just seeing how much value you, that you could fit in there. That's probably like basically gonna be my process as I go through these and start building my lineups uh, tomorrow, tomorrow morning or afternoon or whatever. Um, now some other guys there on the other side of the ball. You have Wayne Gallman, but he hasn't really been all that involved in the offense. Even last week, I didn't even know if he was even active last week. Um, he didn't have a carrier target, so I'm going to fade him out. 
Deion Lewis looks like uh, is still a little bit involved there. So if we were to go down there and you want to get somebody, maybe another cheap option at 6,000, he for the year is out there for 36% of the snaps, probably a little bit more of a third down back. When he is out there, his usage rate is pretty decent. It's 23%. Targets are almost three, but he's only been about three points for the year too. So it's not like he's got this huge type of upside um, there. But again, he is cheap. And those guys that are around you know, 6,000. That's why I say with Boston Scout, I could see him easily getting into double figures, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 points. And, and so it's probably more like, you know, honestly, that's probably not a bad strategy is just taking your pool, taking like a Boston Scott and Reggie Rogers. They're basically the same price. And like almost to expand on what I was talking about just a second ago. So let's say have Wentz, whoever he's throwing it to. If it is Fulgham, that's where I could see putting myself Fulgham into that MVP spot. Freeman, and then rotate out. And then me, I'm, I'm doing, you know, mass entries. So with that $6,500 spot, like kind of rotate that between Scott and Rogers with the idea that one of those guys is going to have a good game. And then just fill in that last fifth spot on FanDuel. Um, and this would work, just a safe strategy, I think would be fine for DraftKings as well. Um, just whoever left, who left the guys that are left that left over that fit, and, you know, maybe take two or three or four of those guys that seem like they've got similar ability to produce, and then throw them in that lineup. So I could see something like that probably end up being the winning lineup uh, there. So all right, let's go over here and we'll just look at the kickers real quick. Um, this is more from the FanDuel perspective on DraftKings. There's also the defense there. And I guess with the defense is I just normally don't probably try to correlate the defense to whoever I have in the MVP spot. Not that to say that that defense still couldn't get lit up, but like have a touchdown return of some sort or a special teams touchdown, like kickoff return. But I guess it's maybe like, say less likely um, for that to happen as far as uh, that defense being uh, in there. So I'll just, you know, just more mention that. And then we've already been kind of talking about the defenses overall. So it kind of gives you a guide of maybe who you might want to pick with it. Um, in fact, uh, yeah, the, like the Giants, I think they had a defensive touchdown last week. So that's a perfect example. They, Not that I really expect them to get blown out. But, um, yeah, in fact, that NFC East, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Like, Jesus, it might be whoever wins that is probably going to be under 500 and make the playoffs, which is kind of crazy to think. It's just a really, uh, especially with Prescott getting hurt, it's just uh, it's a really struggling and weak division this year. Um, but Elliott, um, yeah. In Grano, 9,800. The pricing is about the same. It's exactly the same on uh, DraftKings for the both of those guys. Um, so, anyhow, I guess for the year, Gano has, has been averaging almost 10 points. Elliott, only about like five or six. So, you could see, I guess, uh, Gano being a guy, like I mentioned, I wouldn't be surprised when I just mentioned, say, those four guys in those lineups rotating those guys out and then that that's kind of what i'm talking about like a kicker in there so for example it might be if you did have wentz in there um and you got like say travis fulgham and then elliot knowing all right if there's a touchdown play all three of those guys are going to get points um and then you also kind of diversified i guess two just going maybe like all right in this case with uh so we use gano instead of elliot and it's just that new york can't score at all and they're just end up kicking field goals this would be a game, not that I would really recommend it, but like, example, two games ago, Gano had 20 points. If you're ever going to put a guy in an MVP spot, this might be the game to do it as, as far as kicker. Might be the game to do it, especially on DraftKings where, where you're more looking for that value play. So 
so yeah, if you want to maybe go out there and do something that'll make you a little bit unique, maybe uh, throw, and you're doing a lot of lineups, maybe maybe get crazy and throw a kicker and a lineup or two from there. So, all right, guys, that is pretty much it. Um, I'll start to work on some main slate videos. I'll probably just do that for Friday, just get this Thursday game out of the way. And then we'll talk about like the other showdown slates, like the Sunday and Monday night games as well too. So again, uh, if you're not yet subscribed to the channel, please do so. And I hope you guys go out and kick some ass Thursday night. Peace out, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.